This episode comes with a bit of a warning. You see, we have an agreement between all of us that we each have veto power over putting an episode out. If any of the four of us don't like something we said in an episode, that one person can keep the episode from being published. Same goes for the guests if we have one. Everyone has veto power. So this episode got vetoed. Only Shane didn't veto it because of something he said. He vetoed it because of what I said. He was pretty worried that some of our listeners might get the wrong idea. This episode begins with a discussion about what part luck plays in fighting fire, and my belief that we have a tendency not to give luck its due. I wasn't saying that we don't deserve to enjoy our successes or that we aren't as good as we think we are. I was only suggesting that we need to be very honest about what part of firefighting is from skills and abilities and what part is from luck. And I guess I was also saying that I just don't seem to hear a lot of discussion from firefighters about luck. Maybe I'm wrong. Shane actually says I'm wrong at the beginning of this episode. Anyway, you judge for yourself. I don't mean any disrespect. And in the end, I think we all ended up agreeing. But it starts out a little tense. this on as a thought and this is uh this is somebody paraphrasing churchill churchill remarked that it is never possible to guarantee success it is only possible to deserve it one deserves success only by reaching and implementing clear and consistent decisions and factoring in the element of chance by some method i'll read it again Churchill remarked that it is never possible to guarantee success. It is only possible to deserve it. One deserves success only by reaching and implementing clear and consistent decisions and factoring in the element of chance by some method. Nothing? Well, I got something. Well, say it. I go to. That last part. Manage your expectations. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Just it's just defining them and managing them, right? I go back to it's uh, the the piece of that that it keys off on me is the the chance piece, the luck, and how I believe the fire service, in general terms, the people involved in it tend to take credit for more of the luck that happens than we should. I didn't get that. I missed that. I, luck can't be part of your design. You know, you have to factor luck in, but luck is not part of your design. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> Catch us on our next episode. I don't think it's overly complicated. I mean, a way to explain. You it. think it's overly complicated? I thought it was really simple. Uh, well, your your bill. Well, well, sorry. Nothing to be sorry about. Can't help it. <laughs> we enjoy. <laughs> huh. Factoring in the element of chance by some method. Is that the wing it part? Yeah, I mean clearly it's a well, it's a it's a uh, it's almost like it's part of the recipe, but you don't know exactly what that's. But that's look it's like. not wing it. That's preparation. That's knowing that your plan's not going to go off exactly the way that you wanted it to go off, and I'm prepared to. You know, I mean, he was planning a a war, which is a little bit different. I mean, what does that look like from a 
from a company officer's perspective? You know, is it the train to, to is it like we were talking earlier, the stretch, tra- training for the stretch? That's, you can't guarantee it, but you probably, right. somebody deserves it. Right. Hmm. I do agree that you can't guarantee success, though. No. Right. No. The humans are involved. But by, I think what he's saying by deserving it is, did you do everything that you could have done to deserve success in this, you know, did you train enough? Did you prepare enough? Or do you end up just successful despite your best efforts? And that's, you don't really deserve that success. That's but a success, success nonetheless. It is, but that's where I'm, that's where I kind of go to. I think we take credit for that. And I don't know that you should take credit for luck. Chance is going to happen. Things are going to go wrong and sometimes they're going to go your way. Sometimes they're not going to go your way. But we can't high-five each other after the fire because we got lucky and say that, man, we're good. Yeah, but luck didn't take every damn bit of it. No. you make When you say it like that, you make it sound like no, only luck got you there. No. But yeah, I, that's what, what I, you just said. No, that's not what <laughs> You I said we said. can't high-five because we got lucky. I'm saying that don't take credit for the part of it that was luck, but we don't we don't as a species you, of we firefighters get, sit back. How and, many times do we sit back and on the scene, we clearly this there is an answer to this. We clearly said that part right there we got lucky on. I don't hear that. That part right there we got. lucky on. I don't hear on. that. I don't think we do that. Think we do? I think we build on previous experience, and we go. You know what? It worked the last time. Let's do it again. And we don't factor in what part That's of your that previous attitude showing right oh, there. Oh boy, we do that. You and I've done that. I we got. I'm, lucky I'm not right there. okay. I again. I said in general, firefighters as a species don't do this. They've gone to their computers. I don't know. I'm not an, they won't even watch the fight. I'm watching it. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, please, keep on going. I know you and I do it. I'm talking Hats, about everybody else. You haven't ever stopped at the scene or at one point go, well, we got lucky right there. That yeah. little spot. Yeah, yeah all the time. it happens all the time. Again, I am talking to all of the firefighters that might be listening. Like Denzel Washington? Exactly. <laughs> Tom's probably listening. And how many times do you... Really take it apart. What part of this scene was luck, and what part of it did we deserve to say we were successful here? Well, sometimes it's hard to unpack because people on the scene a lot of times won't be honest about. Correct, I agree. And so it's really hard to pull apart what Correct. what is and trained you, upon and what was luck. You're going to chip away at whatever good they felt at by saying, "Well, that was really more luck than." than that but, but every time you and i've watched this happen when you do that on an after action or on the scene or whatever you know you always get the one guy pipes up but it went out sure yeah we were lucky this time and what the, about the next time right the next time you go back to muscle memory you go back to what you remember the last time i had this i did this and it worked out well you might not get lucky that time yeah that's why i kind of always make the comment if you know if there was a football team we'd watch the game tape to see what we did wrong and there's no lying about it you would absolutely right. see it this is our opportunity to do the game Gameplay or the game, look at the game tape and just admit what you do differently. Right. What you would do differently if you you know what you know now, right? You have full disclosure. What would you do? What, so I want to pull out. I want to pull out a Ted Lasso on you because I think Nate the Great hit the hit the exact point in Ted Lasso when he's talking about uh, Roy Kent and he says Roy Kent's made serious mistakes in the last five or six games that we've played. They just haven't caught us, right? You know. <laughs> 
he made huge mistakes, but it didn't bite us in the ass. I don't know. I agree. Maybe there's not enough of that real honest dissecting of the event. And we go back to, we've talked about this time, there has to be that trust. That if I'm honest about right. it, I'm not going to be right. crucified for it later on because that's what makes people fearful of it, you know, and they don't, they don't want to be honest because I'm, you know, I may lose time. I can't feed my family. I can't, I understand that. Do you think most people at some point are reflecting with themselves and are being honest with themselves? And although, I mean, are they back even in their own thoughts and going, man, I really kind of got lucky on that spot. I hope. And then I don't do that again or I do something different. I hope that's my whole point. I think it's a mixture. I think there are some that are pretty good at it and they care a lot about being good at it and they do, you know, look at those situations and be honest with themselves. I think there's some that are just like, man, I I hope to God I never have to go to another call again or I hope the bell never rings again and I can just spend 30 years, you know, just hiding, flying under the radar because they're never motivated to be. Yeah, they're not reflecting like that. No, no, See, I, no, exactly. I kind of think there's a there's a third category, and that's the category that wants to go to the next fire, but refuses to look at, refuses to dissect. It's not a it's not an avoidance of having to do it again, right? It's a let's go do it again. It was successful. Let's do it again, kind of thing. Right, but they're not they're not taking into account that piece that was luck. Right. You've got the ones that are considering luck against the ones that won't consider luck because they don't want to go to another fire and then I think there's a third category that's they want to go to a fire but they're not willing to really peel it back so do you think some of that comes with maturity or with position I think it's maturity yeah I mean I, I watched a crew stand there was a a, a three story single family dwelling that burned to the ground yeah and they're in there putting out hot spots standing right under a freestanding three-story tall chimney. Why? You know? Because they want to go home. Okay, but they got... The fact that it didn't fall on their heads was lucky, right? Yeah. I, I mean, it's lucky. Right. Oh, it goes next, back to the... We, we will keep doing that tactic right. until it doesn't work anymore. Right. And then we're like, oh, we should have done something different. Exactly. So the next time that they are in that situation, they think, well, the chimney didn't fall on me the last time. Yeah. I say the same thing about, you know, when we go in and do that to, to wrap up or whatever you know it works right up until the day it doesn't work anymore and then we're like oh right. we should have done something we should have noticed that right but that's why you need a really good investigation and be very honest about what your tactics and what you were good at and what you were bad at right. what you can improve on i just i just don't know if people really want to look at it like that so mm-hmm. how do you do an after action how that's, did you that's where i was going with this do you peel back the luck first what part did we get lucky on i don't think you peel back the luck first. i think you do all four remember Back, back, back a bunch of episodes. That matrix. Strategy, tactics, calculated risk, and luck. Strategy and tactics are going to be self-defined, and you're going to be able to find those pretty quickly in what you do. Calculated risk is when you went outside off script, but you had some thought pattern, thought process into what you were doing. Usually with luck, it stands alone. So you would say... Uh, maybe a poor example, but so I get into an incident. It happens. We see a lot of the reports on it where somebody didn't conduct a 360. Hey, I arrived and we went straight in for the rescue. We didn't do a 360 on the structure. Forget about the outcome right now. It just has to do with the decision-making process. So they go in there. They didn't conduct a 360. They do a rescue. 
Um, and you go and you have that discussion with them and go, why didn't a 360 get conducted? We know what the strategy it was. We know what the tactics are. But there was one component in there that doesn't fit into that box, which is not conducting a 360 and going straight for that rescue. If I say, well, based on these indicators, this information, this knowledge, this skill set, this training that I've had, I could effectively go through, get the rescue done. That would remove them out of harm's way. And that, you know, and I kind of articulate that. Okay, well, th- there was a calculated risk there. I get it. But if I can't articulate it and it would just, I just went for it. Now you're, that's just pure luck. And the idea would be to try to keep as many decisions out of the luck category as possible keep them all into strategy and tactics some can bleed into that calculated risk which goes back to your uh that episode we did where you were talking about going into that manhole with the rescue where there was a calculated risk but then for me the luck component is there's really not much thought to it does that make sense not really i'm not tracking completely but keep going because you're asleep or because I'm not making sense? No, I'm just tracking with you. Hatch, what do you do on a after action? His question, Shane's question. Do you lead with, here's where we were lucky, or do you lead with, here's what we did right? Uh, I kind of maybe more take it chronological. I guess it depends on the scene and how good or successful it was. Um, I usually kind of go chronological, uh, but I will point out, you know, this was asked or this was supposedly done it wasn't you know that was a mistake but i preface it with just what i said about the sports teams you know the you know the team that wins the super bowl is going to go back and watch the tape they won the biggest game probably of their careers and i watch the tape because they want to get better right. and that's what we're going to do right now we're going to discuss and i'll go around and you know after i kind of go over make some points and i'll usually start with whatever i screwed up and don't get me wrong been doing this a while but every fire i screw something right. up you know Maybe it's changing modes of operation or whatever it is. I do something wrong, and I'll bring it up. Because, again, we've talked about this this weekend. You know, if I can expect them to do it if I'm not willing to do it myself and admit that I'm wrong about things, and I am. You know, so I'm not looking to write anybody up about it. I just want them to grow from the experience. Uh, and then I'd kind of go around. I'm like, if you had the opportunity to do this over again, what would you do differently? No ones that bother me to say nothing. Right. You know? Okay, either you're not being honest or, you know, you maybe have a very immature view of what your role was here. So, and that's, that's basically what I'm trying to do is just get everybody to just think about options. Because a lot of times that's really what it is for us. You know, we, we, don't, know, we don't know what we don't know when we show up on the scene. And so having those options play in your head saying, all right, if it goes, if I do this and it goes this way, you know, what's my next chess move? You know, all looking at all the chess moves, but doing it quickly. Is that right. your own scene critique or is that yeah. your after? Yeah, yeah it's just me. I, I actually like own scene critiques. So what do you, do you do? Do you lead with what we were lucky with? <clears throat> I, I don't know that there's a right way, right or wrong. I, I, that's why I threw it out there like that. Uh, the chronological, chronological is probably more common how this rolls out. Right. And, but I have seen some people go straight for the problems and start there. And I've seen people go straight for the good things and start there. See, I like good. You like the shit sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, knew, I knew that was coming. Yeah. No, I do. I think that's, I think that's, and it's not to spare people's feelings, but I think there's probably, in my estimation, there's a whole lot more good that we did on scene in most scenes. There's a little bit that we could do better. And then again, there's a lot of good that we did. And then do you, just, do you identify the luck portions? I think so. 
And I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to make this that you harp on luck. I just think that some people don't really look into it to say what part of what we just did you don't was give luck its due, right? You know, and I mean, when you start peeling back what could have gone wrong, that's that's where I'm kind of living with. You know, we got lucky. You know, you said something interesting. There. You said uh, there's a lot of good that goes on. And what we do, isn't there supposed to be a lot of good that goes on? Absolutely. I mean, that's what we're paid for. Right. So, I mean. But that's where that quote starts. But does it really that's need where, to be articulated? I mean, we get it. We're supposed to do this. I think that's where you deserve the success. It's like somebody saying, I paid my child support. You're supposed to pay your child support. <laughs> Why are you want to look for an attaboy? Good this job, is buddy. what you're supposed to do. You know, I pulled the line and I no, went no. inside. You're supposed and to. I, I, I'm in total agreement with my aversion to the, the use of the word hero for firefighters i just hate hearing that because it's it is what we're supposed to do there are hero firefighters but you don't you don't earn that just by putting a patch on your arm you know you also brought up something else when you're talking about this whole thing about luck and some of the i, I think one of the things i do and uh, i'm thinking back to one I, I sat in on i wasn't at the scene i had nothing to do with it but we were doing the after action maybe a couple of days later and i happened to be you know riding up and i, I went to it and I was listening to, and the guy riding the seat, uh, he's a, I think he was a sergeant, and he was talking, no, he was a firefighter, sorry, passed up firefighter, and he was talking about, you know, the size up and how overwhelmed he was and whatever. And people were kind of, you know, they weren't giving him a hard time, but he, he obviously, you know, missed a few points. And people talked about, you know, we, we expect you to operate at a high level. And when we got done, I was like, you know what? We actually put the most pressure on the people with the least amount of experience for us. I said, mm-hmm. you know, f- let's take a firefighter, a passed up firefighter, uh, in my department, we want you to be a good hoseman, mm-hmm. a good plugman, a good driver, right. and a good seat rider. That's yep. four different jobs we want you to tough, operate tough on. Tough jobs. Exactly. At a high level. Right. I only have to know one, my boss's job. That's the only other one I got to do. But guys with the, you know, the least experience and maybe some immaturity or whatever, they have to do four. And I'm like... That does not lost on me. When you guys make a mistake or you make a blip, right. I'm not bashing you. I'm just kind of pointing out the road signs for you to say, right. this is something you maybe you need to work on. So I, I try to change the tone, especially for those guys, because I'm super impressed by what they're doing, You know, even when they make mistakes, because they are doing it at such a high level uh, or, or under so much stress without practice. Right. So yeah, I just want to bring that up. No, that's a good point. Absolutely. So do you, when you're after action – do you lead it all the time or do you let others lead those discussions or? Uh, most of the time when I do it on scene, I lead it. You know, I, I kind of control well, the, the tempo of it. Yeah. But if you go back and let's say you're doing it the next shift, it's a big fire. It was something that we all need to get together and talk about. Are you the only one up front talking or do you give others uh, opportunity you know, to? Yeah. I, I don't really get them up front. I've done different things. And, and one of them I thought was pretty interesting to do is uh and I did it a couple of times. Uh, they print out their uh, unit reports, what, what they said happened on scene, and I have them read that and then tell the story of what they did on scene. I'm like, do those two stories match? Because that was completely different uh, than what you wrote right there. So that pretty good. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, well, I mean. but well, and the funniest part was one of them. He went through this whole litany of what he did, and I handed him a blank piece of paper because he had not done his report yet. <laughs> 
So, so it was to make a point with so, him. Yeah, all you care about is the, the report. No, 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 no. No, that's what you just said. All no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we're a good picture is what you, no, of what I, you did. I get it. I get it. And it's funny. Though. It, it like was that. funny. I, I laughed about it when, when you did it. I was like, You've been talking for three and a half minutes, and I have two sentences on your unit yeah. narrative. Exactly. Exactly. And what this did guy, the rest of the room do? Oh, they laughed. Okay. They, they laughed about okay. it. That's pretty good. But that's usually, you know, what we'll do is uh, I've seen it where they do it by unit. You know, you were the seat rider. You know, what have you done? And I've seen it where they did it by individual. You know, yeah, we we right. had a double mayday one time, and they didn't went by individual of what right. they did and what they were thinking and whatever, which was good because it's a different, you know, reflection on what, what they thought of the situation was and what was going on at the time. Right. One of them was Frank. He was, he was in that one, uh, you know, Frank Martinez. And he talked about that he knew that the mayday was going on on the second floor. And for some reason he thought if I just poke holes in this floor, I can, I can get to them. Not thinking that there's a whole subfloor and all that above right. him. It's just he thinks he's going to go to the seat right. But he said in his head he wanted to help so much right. that he was. I just thought it was hilarious when he articulated that. I can get this. Yeah, exactly. So Pabell, with you doing special ops and doing after actions on scene after those, how are you doing those? Chronological, typically. Do you do them on scene? Typically, yes. yeah. Well. I do. I I like to do it on the scene if I can help it. If, I always try to do it on the scene, and I follow it up with a written after action. For me, the the after action is vital to spread that information, not just across a department and shifts, but even to other departments. So even if I do it on scene, if it's an incident that we can learn from, which is most of them, but I do try to have a formalized after action, and then what I'll do because it gets cumbersome. I'll send it to the key officers or people that were involved on the incident. Hey, review it. Is there anything we need to add or take away? What I find with the on-scene versus the written after action is the written after action, you're almost formalizing some of the weaknesses because you have to bring up, hey, what what could we do better on? And sometimes that's just not, it may not be the individual. It may not be the company. It can be the organization that doesn't favor the information that's on there. Because it's almost formalized when you write it versus sitting out on an incident and just discussing it. Do you ever uh, formally formally document the parts you got lucky on? Um, Boy, that's an interesting... uh, (laughs) That's like a whole section of the after-action report that we're missing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, the reason I say not that like is, that, the matrix that I spoke about, I use that for my own. Which you make a point to talk about luck in your matrix. Yeah. We haven't done that. We we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, the good, right? right. But we don't ever really give identity to the lucky parts. I give identity right? to calculated risk and the luck. Because we can easily go on a fire scene or a special ops scene and, again, break it all the way down and go, hey, what was the strategy here? Strategy was to get across that river, get over there to do the rescue, bring them back, and send them to the hospital. All right, what tactics did we use? We deployed a, a RDC and did blank, 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 and you go through all that. Okay, where does that part right there that you did fit into that? Because it doesn't fit into the strategy. It doesn't fit into the tactic. Right. Well, that's a little calculated risk I took. I, or it's luck. But, no, I don't formally on an after-action the next fire ground I go to, uh oh, I am going to ask the incident commander 
what parts did we get lucky on? Yeah. That's going to the way I'm going to start it. I think it. it's a good question. Because I think it's a, it's a good moment. And obviously I wouldn't do this when they're an active, you know, command. But at the end, <clears throat> it'd be interesting to say, what do you think, what parts do you think right. we got lucky on? And start pulling that back a little bit. Oh, I, and I, then start thinking, well, how did that luck right. show up? Right. So Shane, Shane does something at, at, in our department that, you kind of hit on that, um, and I guess we started this at least two years ago. Yeah. Um, but all of our fires, you explain it. You explain it better. Um, well, it, first of all, what we do is we require an after-action report written by the incident commander on every working structure fire. Right. I realize now after about two and a half years of doing Which, that. Define working structure fire for our department. That For us, that would be... Lines on the ground, active firefight, positive water supply, multiple units. That that that's what I would that's what we classify that as. Um I realize now though that it's gotten a little too robotic and comfortable. So it needs a little bit of tweak, which this has get given me right. some good thought. Right. But the the point of doing it is was a couple of things. One was it was an opportunity for the incident commander to have to stop and think about what happened in the event on their own. And then we post that to the entire department. So in, in our platform, in our uh, RMS platform, Target Solutions, we have a uh, after actions review and every single one of them go there and we allow them to capture training or doing tabletops, you know, to review the after-action report. And they're not required to be no, reviewed, but no. you send out pretty constant reminders that, hey, yeah. we just put we another just batch put of after-actions in there, take a look at them. Right. Which I think is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, I like it, you know. But, again, I start to kind of see some things out of it sure. that needs a little bit of the tweaking. cutting and pasting, maybe? Yeah, you know, it seems like it's the same story every time. <laughs> it's not part of the report, though, right? The after-action, you don't make it part of the report? No. It's just a standalone. And, you know, we had some, some good deliberation within the department about, you know, it's a document. You're producing a document. And like you said, Pavel, you're admitting to here's what we did wrong. Mm-hmm. So the one that I did, we had a, um, a pilot die in a crash at an air show that we were standing by at. And we did some stuff that I thought we could have done better, you know. And I was in command, so this is me saying I didn't do as good as I could have done. And there was a little bit of a debate because, you know, you've got the NTSB, you've got the FAA. This is, this is somebody inviting, you know, investigating a death. What level does this document become a, a piece of, for evidence lack of a better or, word, evidence? Yeah. yeah, you know. But um, I still think they're ridiculously helpful. And I think there's, like you said, writing them down, I think, uh, and I can't remember who, who said it? Was it Hal Moore? Writing produces discipline. We were just talking about this. Somebody, somebody talked about how, you know, writing things down creates discipline. Oh, it's Colin Powell. Um, and I think the process of writing it down, if it becomes robotic like what you're talking about, where they're just, you know, yeah. same thing, then that's not that's not helpful. So yeah, maybe throw yeah, a grade like what in there. Shane was saying where it causes reflection because that's the way I look when I'm writing an after action is kind of reflecting on the incident on the scene. It's easy to do a quick review and go over stuff. Right. But when, when you sit down and you write it, this is a reflection of what happened and it's 
something about the written word that just mm-hmm. kind of powerful. So I don't, I'm that not was, complacent that was part about of the it. deal was it wasn't so much that they get it out. That's great, right? That they get that information out for others to see. But what I hope is that it creates some self-reflection in their own, even if they keep it to themselves to mm-hmm. go, I might've should have done that a little different, or I like the way I did that. Right. Yeah. There's few, I can't really remember of any, but I'm sure there's some. Most after actions that I've been involved in have some type of action item to follow. In other words, right. this is all that happened. Here's what I recommend here's, the next a, time. Here's some recommendations. And they're all reasonable recommendations that you can achieve. Uh, that's why I think they're, they're important, too, because it's not just right. wiping that incident away and walking off. It's going, hey, we got a couple of things that we need to shore up here. Well, and the after action is also positive. There's plenty of stuff in them, the ones that I've done, that say, here's what we did right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. next time, we need to do this again. Yeah, and there's some that have been out of the park. Hey, fantastic job. Great, 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 great. And then you may have one note on there because it's almost impossible to go into a chaotic incident and not have something that you I'll go, say yeah, it we could have done that better. It is impossible. I'm going to go ahead and say. <laughs> okay. It is can't, impossible. Can't be done. Can't be done. All right. So I need to read those after actions. Another question that, that kind of came up with the after actions. I have read yours, by the way. Never mind. Was who, who does it? Who does what? Who does the after action report? Is it the incident commander, or is it better done by somebody who wasn't there who gets to ask questions? We do it both ways. Well, that's kind of where I was going to go with is, like, I think if you could get in a round table of, like, having the incident commander there, kind of start telling, and then other people asking them questions or, you know, kind right. of how we do, you know, whatever. And somebody kind of taking notes and then put that out. I think that mm. actually is a little stronger because that helps them reflect of, like, you did this. I mean, you guys did it to me on the bridge thing. And you're like, why didn't you do this? I was like, ah, you know, I wasn't thinking of it or whatever right. it is. Um, I think a lot of times it's not so much you covering yourself, but you had a line of thought when you did whatever the tactics you, you implemented. And so you may not see the luck part quite as well as somebody else. You know, you're not seeing the right. forest for the trees because you were involved in it. And I think it being in a discussion in it would help you yeah, maybe get that out a little bit more. One of the best after actions that I've seen were awesome. done by the fire marshal's office in the department that I used to work for it was a pretty significant fire. And typically how it was handled, it was kind of chronological to, you know, we all got together in a room and, and all that kind of stuff. But this one, they handed it over to the, to the investigators and the investigators put the whole incident together, reconstructed it, they reconstructed the incident, uh, took information from the field as to what everybody did and then they delivered it. And the reason that it was handled that way is because they know that it was going to be a pretty heated discussion because there were some errors made. And uh, So we were going to have a crucial conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, they handled it very well. It's one of the best ones that I've seen because they were neutral. They were giving us facts based on science, documented information. So it it did de-escalate that emotional component that we knew was going to take place when, you know, somebody made a comment that uh, was negative towards somebody else and then all of a sudden you had to get defensive. So I thought that was a brilliant way to go about it when we knew it was going to be a charged uh, after action. They came in there, they delivered the facts, everybody still had an opportunity to interject their point on it, but there was it was very difficult for you to argue the facts that they were bringing to the table is all right, this is how it started. 
this is how this was this was one that some issues took place where you had a secondary fire hours later. So it de-escalated what could have been a supercharged right. and heated argument that would have reflected itself on the actual written report. Right. I thought that was a pretty brilliant way to handle it. Hatch, would you say that that after-action critique is part of the culture of your department, or is it something that you do on your own and you think others should do? Or No, I, I think it is a little bit of the culture. It's not, it's not um, I'm not the only one that does it. There's, no, a lot, no, there's, not, there's quite not, a few that do it. It's not mandated per se. Um, and after uh, a certain well-known scenario, it, it, it's probably gotten a little more fearful. We've kind of damaged it. That's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. And uh, so I think sometimes maybe people... How do you fix it? <sighs> Repetition and not... Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's and again the, the after action critique is not it's not supposed to be a beatdown. Nope. R- right, right. <laughs> I mean and the, a letter the, counseling to, is not supposed to be punishment. Right. Well, I mean, but to, to use your analogy of the Super Bowl team, you know, nobody should be leaving that meeting feeling like with fines a, and yeah, bench time and right. you know. Well, things can be what they are, but how you use them is how right. people are gonna take it. Right. And so probably the best I've seen is, you know, Somebody, a higher chief gets in and assures everybody from the get-go, listen, this is not punitive. This is to learn. This is to grow. <laughs> but see, that's – we had a meeting um, where we, we really wanted uh, everybody to be able to ask any question. And I pulled in a 4 by 8 dry erase board that I put up at the front of the room, and in huge, bold letters I wrote, no question is off the table. And then we opened the meeting with no question is off the table. And to further try and reinforce this, there is no one allowed in this room above the rank of captain. So the officers, the, the chief officers had to leave. Mm-hmm. And they still struggled with the idea that no question was off the table. I just think it's built into our DNA. That we don't trust one another? Uh, not, it's not trust one another. I just think it's... <laughs> <laughs> that looks Shane's shaking. making a face. <laughs> no, no. What? Go, go there. to that. Well, go there. No. Yeah, somebody's going to go snitch on right, me. So hey, man, gonna, the minions are out there. I'm going to go back go. to, and I, I, I say this, I've said it before, I'll say it again. The Pat, Patrick Lencioni, the, the lesson out of that book was that trust... And forgiveness are tied together, and you're not going to trust somebody that you don't think will forgive you if you make a mistake. And that's what that after-action process is all about. Here are the mistakes we made. I'm not going to hold it against you for the rest of your career. That's where that trust is built. So, yeah, if, you, if you're thinking that your department doesn't trust one another, is it based in a, in a lack of – and I'm, I'm the worst. I hold people accountable for stuff that I saw them do on scene 15 years ago, and I can't get past it. Very unfair, Bill. It is. It's terrifically unfair because they're no, if, if, if they're, I would hate for somebody to hold me responsible for something I did 15 years ago on scene because I would hope I'm not anywhere near the same person that I was. I haven't known you that long, but I'm sure there's something I want to hold you accountable for. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. That out there. (laughs) Well, I think the key to the, the whole conversation is, to have them 
uh, I, right after actions, crit- on scene critiques. I love on scene critiques. But, but you brought up a good point. It can't be that robotic. Everybody did good. Everybody no. went home, but no. the homeowner kind of thing. No. There has to be some yeah. some truth legitimate. and honesty. Yeah, exactly. But what you said about chiefs coming in and you know, kind of, I always called that preparing the waters yeah. for what's about yeah. to happen. I think uh, the battalion chief, the incident commander, yeah. any level can do that when, when we start this. You know, right. this is our opportunity to be, first of all, honest with one another. Trust that nobody's getting popped here. Right. We we need to kind of make this an education moment. We need to be brutally honest about what we did or what we didn't do and, right. and put our feelings to a side, put our egos aside. I think if you can do that, that definitely helps. I mean, at least gets people a little bit comfortable to start. Right. And then when the first one jumps in and, you know, says I did something – blah, well, something stupid, and nobody gets popped for it, then what maybe if it makes the next one a little more comfortable. What if yeah. it's that guy that says, I saw you do this. Yeah. It was wrong. That's a that's that's poorly laid out that way. Well, I mean... But, I mean that's where you need a good moderator that, right. like, all right, it's, it's not about finger pointing. Let's talk about what we, what we did individually, not what you saw and everybody that, else that was, do. That's a right. good response to that. Yeah. Right. If that happened like that. Yeah. Because there is... So. That, that does happen, and you have to have a strong person that can jump in the middle of that and say, well, no, no, no. We're not, right. we're not going we're not down doing those doing routes. It's like, the, it's like the idea that we were talking about with the 10th man or, or now what we're calling challenge teams. But You're the only one calling it that. Okay. <laughs> I always mess up the, the 10th man, 9th man, 12th man. man, 12th man. So <laughs> Maybe we should the, go challenge the, team. The, the concept behind it, though, is that you're not attacking the person. You're attacking the whatever. Right. And, and attack's not the right word, but you're not going after a person. This isn't about you or the person that I think you are. It's about what happened, you know. And okay, sure so let's say if, if it's before you get to the attack of the person, if you shit the bed on the call and you admitted it, right. you take complete sting out of anybody Everything. else yep. being yep. able to do that to you. Yep. No, no finger pointing. It's when no, you hide right. or try to hide. I agree. You know, your lackluster performance into something that was within safety or right. tactics or whatever. That is when you are setting yourself up to somebody absolutely slam dunking you on the scene or in a critique. So I'm telling you, it sucks, It, but it takes courage. Own up to it. Right. You'll grow. They'll grow. Everybody will walk away much, much better. Not to right. mention you'll be putting – you'll be putting uh, – you're building your credibility. Exactly. Your bucket of credibility right. is being filled up instead of dumped out. And that um, is so counterintuitive for people. They yeah, really struggle a, with that. We had a pretty high-profile bad day for our department where a citizen uh, died and the crews up in that neighborhood were like, we can't go to the grocery store. People are saying bad things to us. And I was the acting battalion chief and I told them, you've got to go to the grocery store. You can't hide in the station. You've got to go out and be out there and say, yeah, we screwed up. You know, I mean, you, you, you've got to, you've got to do that to work through that process. You can't hide behind the bay door and say, you know what, they'll forget sooner or later. It's hard. Yeah. And especially when you weren't you, the crew. Yeah, I was about to say you weren't the crew. You weren't the crew that was on duty. Right. They don't that did they're you're a uniform. You know? <laughs> that reminds me of a friend Hopefully. of mine that owned uh, was managing an apartment complex. They uh the part of one of their buildings burnt down. This is in another city. And uh so they kind of send me a whole bunch of information. They're like, this is what happened, blah 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 blah. I was like, okay, yeah, they probably made a mistake there and they're like, that's what I thought. And I was like, what are you going to do about it? Well, what can I do? I'm like, 
call 911 and hope that the dog catchers show up and put it out? I don't know. They're the only game in town. I don't know what you're pissed about. This is it. This is all you got. I mean, I'm sure they're beating themselves up about it, you know, and right. trust it. You know, it's going to happen. You you don't turn in perfect reports or whatever it is that you do. Right. You know, they're going to make mistakes from time to time, but they're the only game in town. They're the only ones that do it. Well, even though everybody's angry, you know, I don't think anybody thought that our crews showed up with the intent of doing bad that night. Right. It's just not what happened. Right. You know? Oh. What do you think, Babel? I'm at a loss of words. Oh, my God. <laughs> Finally. What Holy episode crap. is this? We ran out. We ran him out. <laughs> we ran the drill, the well dry. That's it. I'm just kidding. No, that's a good conversation. I mean, I think so, yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think there's probably a lot of departments that don't do any kind of formalized after, after action reports or what that process looks like. Well, I think the formalized is the part that we probably trip over because I think that's where we get the copy and paste and it's a little too dry. I think it needs to be, what is it when, uh, is it the doctors that do like a mortality conference or whatever where they kind of ask them about what the actions they did and they kind of right. poke holes in it a little right. bit. And I don't mean for it to be like super aggressive. I'm just saying sometimes you're a little too close to it and you can't see it. Right. But again, that trust factor is huge on that. You know, these guys aren't doing it to, you know, you know, beat you up they're doing it to help you see some, some right. you know places you need to improve in well, well some of them may be doing it to beat you up <laughs> now I that i think not. of it that <laughs> oh, was good it's got me thinking yeah <laughs> see, I mean, that's the, why i am the juice is flowing I'm, yeah. I'm the same way because I, I i don't really like writing those reports because it's 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 all like oh well that's kind of what i did and it's the same kind of thing lesson learned blah 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 and sometimes I can't really see it. You know, I was doing the tactics. This feels like the right things to happen and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I think it would work better if I just got up and said, you know, this is what we did. Blah, blah, blah. And they say, well, did you ever consider this or did you ever consider that? You know what? That's probably better. I should have considered that. And that is what I'd want to see come out of it. This is what happened, but this was probably a better tactic or this was maybe a better direction or another option to go with. Maybe my prime recognition decision-making slides were not ready for that they were all bunched up i had to say that really slow so i didn't screw that up <laughs> well we have, uh, we're supposed to let him talk that was the I'm time sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, we, hadn't, we hadn't welded it yet oh, right. i welded okay well well combustible is available on itunes spotify google play stitcher amazon and everywhere else you listen to podcasts Subscribe to Combustible to make sure you don't miss out on an episode. Follow us on Facebook so we know how many of you listeners there are out there. And you can check us out online at CombustibleThePodcast.com. As always, we would like to thank the Golden Dogs and True North Records for letting us use their song Saints at the Gates for our theme music. You can find the Golden Dogs music on any streaming platform. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. <laughs>